Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Folks, football is back. And BetOnline remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. As your continued source for all sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag, that's B-E-T-O-L-I-N-E.ag to receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts, and also Bet Online sponsors the Boss Man Show on your radio. Folks here on the Boston Man Show here, Grant Leonard, coach of the Queens Warriors out of A Sun. Grant, how you doing, brother? Doing great. 67 and sunny in the Queen City, Charlotte. A great place to be. No doubt, man. Let me ask you this, man. Uh, you're the first year head coach there, man. You're the first season been a head coach there, man. This spring got the job. So, how was that whirlwind been, man? Going from you know, being an assistant guy to the head guy, which transitions from D1 and to D2, from D2 to D1 now. Honestly, it's been it's been surreal. And and I say this as an assistant, you prepare for this moment, you know, your entire career. And I think there's a lot a lot of times I thought I was ready. Uh, but but Bart Lundy really, really did a lot of work with me to make sure that I was ready for to 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 move over that, you know, 12 inches and 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 be ready to, to call my own shots. And I owe him the world for that. But but the transition from division two to division one. Is, is an unbelievable process, and we're super excited to, to get rolling on the A-Sun. Now, Grand Maskis, man, you know, in D2, you had 10, 10 scholarships. You can kind of break them up however you want it to. In D1, 13 full rides now. So how's it different for you trying to budget 
is now bring guys in, guys who take the versus guys you didn't take it when you were D2. So how was that process been for you guys trying to navigate the wars, having 13 fools, no more partials now? You know, we were, we were very fortunate that that Queens, as, as a Division II institution, had a lot of money uh, for, for scholarships. So we had the 10 fulls. With academic money, we basically had 13 fulls. So the transition for us was very seamless. So we really just kind of went from guys that were on full as a Division II but had a little academic money to guys that are on full Division I scholarships. And really there was no change for us. No doubt, man. Let me ask you, you kind of touched on it, though. Bart prepared you real good for to become a head coach. So, you know, like, at what point, like, what did you do? Like, did you, like, kind of take notes on your own, kind of you know, do your own game plan, say, say, if I was in his shoes, I would do this. So, how did you kind of prepare? I, mean, I know when I was a co-host before I got my own show, I kind of had it in myself. If I was the host of this show, I would do this, ask this question. So, how did you kind of prepare yourself in your mind for it? You got a chance to kind of be the head guy in charge. Well, I think the best opportunity I got was – I started the the D2 TBT team and, you know, the basketball tournament that's played in summer on ESPN for $2 million. And we, we did three different years of that. So, so as I did, it kind of became a team and built into a program. And that's really, it was, it was my opportunity to really test a little bit of offensive stuff that I wanted to do uh, defensively. We did a lot of things very similar to what we did at Queens and what it, what it really allowed me was, was to find my voice, as a head coach and a practice and also in a game setting. And that's been, it's been a huge help to me. And Bart was super supportive, allowed me to miss some recruiting weekends to coach those teams. And, and with that, I was able to really, really kind of hit, hit the ground running because I knew what type of coach I was already going to be as a head coach. Now, was coaching like in your blood? So like, at what point, I know my father's a coach, he's 82 years old. So I'm a coach's son. But I told radio, I said, Dad, I don't, I don't lose any games that's been on the radio, Dad. You lose games of coaching. I, lose, I win every night on radio show. But as I said, at what point did you decide to want to get into coaches, Dad? When I, when I was a college player, I, I worked uh, basketball camps for, for a guy named Everett Stevens, and he played at Purdue, played in the NBA. And and I really found, found fell in love with coaching then. Uh, so I knew I wanted to coach, but I didn't come from a coaching family. I, I come from a, a bunch of math nerds. And uh, my dad is an engineer. Uh, my wife is actually a math teacher, and and honestly, I, I I really see analytics well. But analytics didn't exist 18 years ago when I started coaching. Uh, but but honestly, fell in love with with working with with young players, and and knew I wanted to be a college coach, and have just really worked and grinded my way up. Very fortunate to get every opportunity that I've gotten, and and don't take any of them for granted. And I, if that's one piece of advice I give to any coach, never turn down a basketball opportunity. You know, you never know what it's going to be. No doubt, man. You got that right, Grant. You sure do, man. And like, you know, like my father helped some of the young coaches here and here in Georgia, man, and just getting opportunities. Because like you said, we go work in a camp, you go to a clinic, you you gonna, you gonna pick up a nugget. You know, I'm no coach, but my father has been out going to clinics with my father. I picked up so much that I can help with my interns here. I have and help people in general in life because what things you learn from, from a coach is it sticks with you. My, you know, I play football, Grant, so. My coach, what they told me as a kid in college, man, being close to 40 now, somebody said, makes sense to me now. Like, coach said this years ago, man, it all made sense now. I'm almost 40 years old now. Hey, you you laugh. Uh, we probably take more from football coaches than we do basketball coaches. So our staff is very positioned like a football staff. We have offensive and defensive coordinators. The physicality that we play with and how we approach the preseason, special teams, we call special teams – 
ATOs, baseline of bounds, sideline out of bounds, free throw stuff. And and I'll be honest, I think football coaches are so much more organized than basketball coaches and efficient because they have so many more players that they have to work with that that I steal from football coaches all the time. No doubt, man. No doubt. You know, he's he right. Because, you know, you, you got to deal with over 100 guys, different personalities and backgrounds, trying to keep us all on the same playing together to win on, on Saturdays. Because football is ultimate team sport, as you know. Uh, one guy busting assignment, it's just a touchdown or something, or quarterback getting killed. So you need all 11 guys semi-symmetrically aligned to get, make the play work successfully, for sure. Exactly, exactly. So I, I, I have respect for anyone who coaches. I think it's all, it's all, all, it all can translate. And so any, anyone who's a good coach, you can sit there, you can listen, you can learn, take notes, and, and you can definitely apply to what you're doing. Now, man, how much film you watch your your, your future ace on opponents? Because I know when you go into a new league, man, trying to learn the league the way you way you have to. How much film do you watch on synergy about the guys you'll be playing come December and January and February here? So I I really just I I I thought about it long and hard, and I thought there's two ways I could go about it. I could I could do that, and I could really study the other teams and really be worried about it, or I could not do any of it. And I could focus on my team. We have nine guys back from a 30-win team, 4,600 career points, 570 career wins. So I was like, you know what? I can't do, I can't worry about what those teams are doing. I got to worry about our guys. And so I decided, I made a very cognizant decision. I'm not going to worry about that when we get to league play. We're gonna we're gonna attack each opponent. And just like they're we're we're they're new to us, we're new to them. And so I decided to to go down the route of like. I'm just worried about Queens right now. And and I honestly think it, it's been refreshing for me because because I don't have to stress about about any other people. No doubt, man. And for you, um, scheduling games, how was that this year? I know which one transition over to D1. A lot of guys will probably want to play you, but knowing you're a good D2, man, I may not want to play you. So so how was that this year trying to schedule these games, man, for for, for the non-con? It was it was really interesting because we didn't start, we didn't announce officially till May 7th. So a lot of people were already really far down the road of scheduling. And and it was it was very interesting. I told myself, hey, I got to be open-minded. I actually closed my door for an hour and a half, two hours a day and made scheduling calls and emails, you know, just to try and, and work through our schedule because we were starting at zero. And we had to get 13 games. We had to get an MTE. We had to get, you know, we had to get games where we were getting bought. Um, and, and I was very fortunate. I thought we had a very workable schedule. But to be honest, a lot of people said the same thing. No, we don't want to play you because we don't know where you lie in RPI or net. Or no, we don't want to play you because we we think you're pretty good. So it just took a lot of work to get guys who felt comfortable with what we had coming back and and where we we're going. No doubt, because I know I got a lot of friends in the profession, Brandon. You know, seeing them schedule, trying to schedule, and it's just being in the office while they're doing it, it's crazy. Wow. <laughs> There's actually maybe more line that goes on in scheduling than recruiting. It's unbelievable. And and, and in Division Two, we didn't really experience that because you only got a few games to schedule. And, and you know, at that point, we were kind of like, you know, a high major of Division Two. So we were, you know, people wanted to play us because we were in the top 10 every year. Uh, and so th this is a lot different. There's a lot more work. Uh, and I really appreciate all the Division One teams that are, are playing us, but but how much work goes into scheduling. It's crazy. You know what's funny? I'm at Lake Point, you know, uh, doing the recruiting season here in Atlanta, man. I just had to laugh because I see some of the guys' interactions. I've been the officer, heard certain things on the phone. It's like, 
I know why he acts with this way this way towards you. Because <laughs> see, I'm cool with everybody. Cause I'm the radio guy. I'm, I have no, I have no dog in the fight. I'm cool with everybody. Like our coaches come talk to me, but it's like seeing how they. I know why you do that because we said to you on the phone about this. Hey, it's hilarious because I'm sitting there watching, and I'm just like, mm, I know, but I can't say the bicycle just laugh. Yeah, I just hey, hey, <laughs> you just roll the punches. I had guys tell me, hey, that game's done. Write it in pen. I'm sending you the contract, and then like, then they don't talk to you for two months. You're like, come on, man, come on. Yes, indeed. And you know, man, Kiss Grant, uh, for instance, you all now are D one. How has recruiting changed? Because guys want to play D one basketball now, rather than high major D two. So, how has the guys you can go out there and talk to changed since the announcement that you are going D one now? You know, I I think it opens more doors early. You know, when you're Division two, some some players are. No, I'm not playing Division Two. I'm only want to play Division One. So those doors don't get closed on you quite so so fast. So more guys are open to it. But we're still very selective, and we didn't change much in recruiting. We're looking for hungry. Like we recruit more high school players than most teams. Um, we're really looking for hungry guys with a chip on our shoulder that come from winning programs that we see ability to develop long term into into elite level college players and potential pros. We've been very fortunate in the last nine years. We've had 27 guys sign pro contracts. And and we, we're looking for guys that are just hungry and want to get better every day, that that understand what winning looks like. And and so it, it's changed because less people are dismissive of us, but it hasn't changed because we're still very selective. No doubt. And you're in a great city of Charlotte, the Queen City. I love uptown Charlotte when I the Hawks come to town. I love that. So so talk about the city of Charlotte, how a young man come there, come get a university like Queens, great academics as well. So talk about the city of Charlotte and what you all offer for a young man to come up there in the area you can just be in, drive around Charlotte and go for four hours either way. You got a great talent you all can recruit as well, but you use off location. I mean, Charlotte is is first of all, it's the 15th biggest city in America, but it's the fastest growing metro metro area in the whole country and the reason that is is because of the amount of jobs for young professionals it's the banking capital of america it's the it's the it security um sector for the east coast and so the amount of young professional jobs that are here it's booming and and so charlotte we're located a mile and a half from uptown you can throw a rock and hit it you know and you got major sports franchises you got the carolina panthers you got the charlotte hornets all right there. Plus now we got a brand new major league soccer franchise. I was just at the game last night. It was hype. And, and the, the amount of young people in this city, the growth it has, the neighborhoods that, that are just booming South end. It is, it is an amazing place to be for young people, which is why when we get, get young men to campus, they love it here. And, and to be honest with you, Queens is located in a Myers park neighborhood, which, which is one of the richest zip codes per capita in, in all of America, but the houses surrounding our campus are valued somewhere between 1.8 and $4 million. Jay Billis, Jeff Gordon, Michael Jordan all live in the neighborhood. So it's a, it's a pretty special place. No doubt. And you know, but Charlie, I love coming up there, man. You know, uh, I've had many of the dates going there for the Falcons and Panthers games. and had some good fun out there, Baker Stadium out there, man. Cause uh, truth be told, I'm not a Falcons fan at all. So <laughs> Neither am I a Panthers fan. You know, I just go up there and have a good time. Well, I, honestly, I, I when I, I'm a Packers fan, I'm from Wisconsin uh, originally, but I, I, I own a home about three blocks from Panthers Stadium. 
So I've been through the tailgates and everything. I've become a clo- a, a, a closet Panther fan. I go to about four or five games a year. And, it, and it's just, I wish they were doing a little better this year because the city is different when they're alive, man. Sundays, Sundays are amazing in Panther Sunday, man. And, and, but, but I've, all of the Charlotte sports teams have really, cause I, this is my 10th year here. They, they've made me, they've made me, you know, a, a fan for sure. No doubt, man. No doubt. I got one more question for you, man. When you, when you come to Charlotte, brother, what is the best spot to eat at in Charlotte? We're foodies here on the Boston Band Show. So what's the best spot to eat in Charlotte, man? I got a couple for you, all right? And, and I'm not a chain guy, okay? So you got to understand. It depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for seafood, man, there's this place in Elizabeth. called It's called Cajun Queen. It is the best New Orleans seafood, not in New Orleans, in the country. It's amazing. Then there's a there's a burger sushi place called Cowfish. They got burgers and sushi, and it is it is amazing. And then if you're trying to get a steak and not at a corporate place, because all the corporate places are good, there's a place called Beef and Bottle. It looks like a 1950s old school supper club, but the 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 steaks are phenomenal. So any of those three places you can't go wrong. I love me some seafood. I love shrimp. I'm not too much a crab guy, but I love some shrimp. Now I love some some, some breaded fish as well. I love steak. Sirloin's my, my favorite steak as well, and I love burgers. So you gave me three spots that I like. We'll be in Charlotte um, up for the house play. We, we stay up by the at the, by the Ritz. We stay up the, the Omni. So we stay from town. So when I come to town, I'm going to tell them, I'm gonna get you for the number of line. We got to talk. We might go there and have, have some fun while I'm in town the day before the game's up there, man. You let me know, man. We'll, we'll go out. We'll have a great time. No doubt, folks. It's great with it on the Boss Man Show, Queens Royals, A-Sun, D1. Now check those guys out up there in Queens City of Charlotte. Appreciate you. Anytime, brother. Folks, football is back. And Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. As your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag, that's B E T O L I N E.ag to receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts, and also Bet Online sponsors the Boss Man Show on your radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E. AV on YouTube.